Today on the show, I'm speaking with Glenda Lee Hoffman. She's talking about her incredible new book, The Genesis Code, and how we can marry what's happened through the Bible and what's the code of the Genesis with neuroscience. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show, and today my special guest is Glenda Lee Hoffman. How are you, Glenda Lee? I'm great. Thank you. Now, we, I'm really excited to get into the show today because um, this is something that is exceptionally interesting, and I know that you've been on a really like long journey to get to this point. So why don't we start, first of all, with just your background and your story? Yeah, it's very unusual. Yes. I... Um, my real journey started when I was five. I heard a voice say, things are not what they appear to be in a very unusual setting. And then when I was 11, I had this full-blown revelatory experience, like a near-death experience, only I wasn't anywhere near death. And Jesus, of course. Jesus is always there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his message to me was... Uh, I will teach you how to see. So this uh, progression of perception and honing my discernment was a, an, a central element of my path from very early, though I had no idea. Of course, when you're 5 and 11, you can't make any sense of these things. No. But it, they awakened me. Uh, you know, I felt a vitality and a connection that, I had never felt before, and even though I forgot about them in my teenage years, who doesn't forget about anything in their teenage years, uh, it came back to me in my 20s, and I was, I was stunned that this progression of this message had continued, and it continued right into my studies with the Kabbalah, which I um, began while I was living at a contemplated community called the Christ Circle, and of course... It wasn't until my 40s, actually, that I realized I'd actually been on a path since I was five. It didn't become apparent until then. But my brain had been working on digesting this information all along, and it, it really was truly amazing. And then to discover that this same information about each of us being on our personal path, to discover the possibilities in our awareness is the story in Genesis. Hmm. It's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Now, it's really interesting. Um, 40 seems to be that age, you know. Uh, from what I know uh, of Jesus, I mean, he started doing all his work in when he was 40. Um, and Moses was the same. He left and then come back and, and then started doing his work when he was 40 as well. Um, and I kind of got into this work when I was 40. So it's just like, hmm, very strange. Not, not that I'm comparing myself to Jesus or Moses by any means, but I'm but, just... But, you see, we're all potential Jesus. We're yeah. all potential Moses. And they, they actually sent us that message. They yeah. all said, we, this isn't just me. This is, this, this path is for all of us. This is the path for how we become human. This is what it means to be human. Right. So yeah, go compare yourself to Jesus and Moses. Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was actually at um, Agape on um, on uh, Sunday. The the weekend just passed, and um, you know we're talking about how we are all reflections of God, or we all part of God. Um, so it's yeah. In, in, Not only that, but 
the God particles, people talk about the God particles. Listen, every atom in the universe was created by stars and this is what your body is made of. Yeah. So we are all star light in mm -hmm. that sense. Yeah. And we need to know this. This yeah. is part of our self knowledge to becoming fully human. The, the whole bridge I'm trying to gap is this distance between spirituality and physicality. Yeah. There is no dis difference. Yeah. It's all one. Yeah. Our body is physical. It's born and it dies, but our journey continues because we are literally light particles. Yeah. And right. that's what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. They, they've just uncovered, well, not just, but in the last 20 years, uncovered some, uh, scrolls in, uh, Herc uh, uh, oh, it was a dump in, in Egypt, an ancient dump site in Egypt. And they actually have the first quotes of, from Jesus. And he said, if they ask you from whence you came, tell them you came from the light. Right. Because right. we did. Yeah. Now, uh, now, part of the reason I have you here on the show is is to talk about uh, the Genesis Code, which is your latest book. Now, when I'm reading the description of this book, we're talking about, you know, Kabbalah, which is a religious text, and then we're also talking about neuroscience. So, okay, so let's start with, you know, the motivation behind the book and what the book's about. I was introduced to the Kabbalah at the Christ Circle. A friend of mine who was living there at the same time gave me a book by Carlos Suarez titled the cipher of Genesis, um, something about the Kabbalah being the key to the scriptures. Can't remember the subtitle. Mm -hmm. I was drawn to this book. It was like magnetism. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't put it down, even though I couldn't understand a word of it. It was like gibberish. It was like, what? <laughs> but I was, there was some pull in me that just wouldn't let it go. And I studied it for nine months, literally not understanding a word, but frantically writing notes and dreaming about it and thinking about it. I equate the experience to Annie, Annie Sullivan and Helen Keller because Annie worked with Helen Keller for months be before there was any breakthrough. And Helen would mimic things and she would do things to please Annie, but Annie understood that she really didn't understand what this process was all about. And it's because the brain requires a certain amount of input, especially of information that is brand new, that the brain has never been introduced before. So it needs time to assimilate this new information and to connect it up, associates it with, with whatever it is we do know. Mm -hmm. And for me, that period was nine months. So I read this Carlos Flores book, the cipher of Genesis for nine months without understanding any of it. And for the last four months, I was reduced to one word, the very first word of Genesis. When you study the Kabbalah, you study it letter by letter because it's a letter code. So each letter of each word of text has to be broken down to its Kabbalah components. And the Kabbalah components are all about energy. There's nothing about linguistics. There's nothing about uh, any type of uh, language. Every letter represents a, a different kind of energy. So when you're thinking about this stuff, you have to forget everything you ever thought about any kind of language or about the text of Genesis, 
And you have to just concentrate on these patterns of energy, which is incredibly difficult. So I was down to one word, the very first word of Genesis, which has six letters. And they are translated in the beginning. But when I finally, when my breakthrough finally occurred, and it, it, it was like a huge explosion in my brain that I, the cipher of Genesis refers to as revelation, and I refer to as revelation. People have revelations. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you've been thinking about something for years and years or months and months, and all of a sudden you have this enormous insight. People call them epiphanies. And this was an epiphany, but it was also an explosion. I mean, the whole, I, the way I explain it now is like, it's as if the, a big hands came out of the sky and ripped my hemispheres apart and a whole universe jumped in instantly (laughs) all at once. Right. (laughs) So I was stunned and I happened to be driving a car at the time. And so I was smart enough to pull the car over to the side of the road because I literally sat there for 20 or 30 minutes in just stunned in awe at the information because it was all I could see the energy of the universe birthing itself. It was, it was, it was beyond description. There's no way that anybody could describe that. And yet there it was in those six letters, those six letters that are the first word of Genesis, which is, I don't even know if it's pronounced better or sheep, but it's bait, raish, olive, sheen, yod, tov. Those are the six letters. And it's been, interpreted as in the beginning, but what it actually reveals is that energy begins in the shape of, of what we would think of as something like an egg. It has an outer element and an inner element, and the outer element is a protective, contractive element, and the inner element is an expansive, growing element. And when these two elements get together, they create this tension and Within this tension, the the spark is given to the inner, inner element to begin its growth, and it shatters the outer, the outer element. So that I witnessed that shattering in the universe that was like the scientists call it the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I witnessed the shattering of my own mind as it exploded out of its own previous container of knowledge. Right. And and Genesis goes on in the Kabbalic code to 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 actually reenact that same shattering over and over and over until your 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 mind continually expands beyond its previous limits. Okay, that's what it does. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay, so let me. So so the book is. So what you're saying is that the Kabbalah text is like a code. It is a code. Okay, it is a code. Well, and it, because it's science. Right. It's the science of uh, how the universe self-creates its own energy. Right. And the story in Genesis is the story of how that began and then went directly to the creation of the earth and then went directly to the creation of human beings on earth because that's our story. Right. So the whole of Genesis 1 is this like evolutionary story and it's right there. Okay. It lines out evolution just exactly the way the scientists have said it in Genesis 1. Okay, so knowing what the code is and what it unlocks, what impact does that have on our life once we know this? First of all, 
The first impact that it has is it tells us that Genesis is not a story about the past. It's not a story about the first woman and the first man in this ancient garden. Because what happens is, because the Kabbalah starts out constantly defining these outer and inner elements, once I understood that, I looked at the whole text and realized, oh, not only is it in every letter and in every word and in every sentence and in every verse and in every chapter, it's also in these two stories. The first story is the cosmology, the outer story of our journey of evolution. And then what has been perceived as a continuation of that story, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, is really not and it, that another outer story. It's the inner story. The, so Genesis goes from this outer story of evolution to an inner story of psychology and spirituality. But it's never been perceived that way. It's always been perceived as history. Right. But it's not. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the Kabbalah that tells you that very specifically. Not only that, in the outer story... There's no mention of mythology. There's no mythological figures. All the figures in the Genesis 1 story are historical. The, the, the universe was void. Then there was light. Then there were planets and stars. Then there was the earth. It was void. Then it was covered with water. Then it was covered with land. Then animals. Then people. Human beings, male and female. Fish in the sea. Birds in the sky. Everything normal and regular. But in Genesis 2... You start out with this man being created from dust and this woman being created from his rib. And there's a tree called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And none of this is normal imagery. Mm. This is very mythological imagery. And it's meant to, uh, to signal to us that this is not history. This is mythology. Yeah. And traditionally, mythology is about psychology. So it's about our inner story of our brain. And once I understood that, which was a huge breakthrough, I realized this was a story about our consciousness and our brain, and it's mind-blowing to see all the elements that neuroscientists are talking about now in the story of Genesis, right? in the story of the Garden of Eden portion. Okay, so the purpose of the book is to help people have this brain explosion or to have this realization and being able to marry the two the fir- the the first purpose of my book yeah the, the genesis code is to let people know that first of all genesis is about us right. it's about our brain it's not about adam and eve who lived in the past who aren't even historical figures they're mythological figures mm-hmm. and they represent portions of our brain that's the first um first point I'm trying to make. The second point I'm trying to make is that since this is a story about us, it's universal. We are all on this journey. The journey of being human is the journey to become aware because the only difference between us and the bipedal intelligent hominids that came before us is we have this very large frontal lobe that sits right here behind the forehead. And most people don't understand that this is the only part of us that is uniquely human. The rest the rest of our body was here before the frontal lobe got here. And it's this little portion of the brain, which only makes up 
not even a quarter of the brain, but it is what creates all the uniqueness that we claim as human beings, and yet we know nothing about it, literally nothing. And I learned about the frontal lobe and about the brain from Genesis, because I was back in the 70s, and scientists weren't even discovering this stuff. So I couldn't even go to science and verify what I was learning. Right. I just had to figure it out for myself. So that's the second point. I don't, I introduced just enough of the code to let people know that it's real. And hopefully down the road, there will be a group of people who will be interested enough to actually focus six months or a year of their life on that because that's what it will take. But most people won't. And they, they shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. The Kabbalah tells a universal story, and it's the same story that every spiritual tradition has told since the beginning of time, which is all of us are on this path to become fully aware of ourselves, of the consequences of the, our actions, which begin with our thoughts, which are influenced by our, by our attitudes and our feelings. And in order to become fully human, we need to own all of that, become aware of that, so that we can organize how we think and how we behave through our awareness to reap the benefits yeah. of being fully aware, which is being happy and whole yeah. and healthy. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know that we have only just scratched the surface, uh, but uh, look, if people want to find out and get their hands on the book, uh, Glenda Lee, where can we send them? My website, thegenesiscode.com. Mm -hmm. You can buy the book on my website. You can buy it on Amazon. As far as I know, uh, and my only local bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like your local bookstore to carry the book, go to my website, contact me, and I will definitely send books to any local uh, bookstore that wants some. Perfect. And you can also, on my website, you can sign up for a free booklet called Seven Techniques to Cultivate Your Genius. Because the subtitle of the book is the Genesis Code, the key to unlocking your hidden genius, which is exactly what happens when we become more aware. Yeah. The frontal lobe unlocks hidden, infinite hidden genius in the human brain. That's how the human brain is designed. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Glenda Lee, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. And I know, like I said, we've only just really got, just got the surface. So I really encourage people to go and buy the book because it's going to unlock some amazing potential for you. So thanks again That's for joining me. Point. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Natalie. <laughs> now, guys, I encourage you to share this video and the information in it. You can do that by clicking the Facebook, the Twitter share buttons above. Download the app if you haven't done so already so you can watch the shows on the go. Um, and make sure that you put your email in the box above there so I can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's valued at $87 and I'd like to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.